back, wrestling fans. Mean Gene O'Kylan here, standing with the current heavyweight champion oh, of the yeah. world, Randy the Muffle Man Savage. That's right, Gene. Say it loud. Say it proud. Yeah. The Motho Man has flown back into town. Oh, yeah. And I'm once again portraying calamitous futures for certain individuals. Oh, who have decided to once again trek to the Meadowlands of New Jersey. Motho Man will be taking on the Pondertaker this week in the Meadowlands at Cryptid Carnage 93. It's a joke and nobody's laughing, Gene. For every time he turns a phrase, I'm turning his neck away. Yeah, because the Motho Man don't need to make jokes, no sir, brother. The Motho Man, he just arrives alive to strive. Oh, yeah. And when me and the lovely Elizabeth walk into the Meadowlands on Saturday, brother, oh, my good God, in the morning, it's gonna be a storm. Motho Man we've heard in recent weeks. Oh, you can call me Randy, Gene. We're on a first name so here we are. All right, very well, Randy. In recent weeks, we've heard allegations from the Pundertaker that he will take your body, skin it, and wear you as a coat for the rest of his wrestling career. What do you have to say about that, Randy? It's as simple as this, Gene. While the Pundertaker sits in his fancy boy library, flipping through his thesaurus, I've become a Tyrannosaurus. My library is a gym. Plates of iron are my books. And they're all on tape, brother. I believe it, Randy. Any final words for the Pundertaker before this week's showdown at Cryptid Carnage 93? Oh yeah, Gene. Indeed I do, and I thank you for the opportunity to speak my mind in closing. When Cryptid Carnage 93 finally begins, the crowd will bear witness to two individual fights in one part of it. You will see me dominating the Pundertaker. Also, you will see the lovely Leilines of it taking out Paul Bearer to a lovely dinner that she will then stiff him on the bill for. Because when the Mothu Man descends on Silent Wing to the Meadowlands, he brings absolute destruction. And no one is safe. Not Paul Bearer, not the Pundertaker, oh no, no. Because the Mothu Man's here to clear the board, and all the pieces belong to me. Strong words from Randy, the Motho Man Savage. And now we throw it over to our correspondent, who's standing by with the Pundertaker, Jin Ross. Thank you, Gene. Sounds like you got your hands full there with Randy, the Motho Man Savage. Well, I also got myself a tall drink of water by the name of the Pundertaker, looking particularly angry. And with him, as always, is his manager, Paul Bearer. Paul, what do you think of the uh, Motho Man's plans for Cryptid Carnage 93? Oh, Mr. Ross, if you could grant the Motho Man but one wish... It should be to take him far away, because I've been working with the Pondertaker, making arrangements for his beloved family. And don't worry about the lovely Leilines a bit. We have plans for her too. 
don't we, Pundertaker? Yes, when I'm done with you, Mothoman, you'll be laying injured, cold, and dead in the ground. You'll want to be wearing your best silver bridge jewelry when you get buried at Cryptid Carnage 93. For you, Mothoman, the Meadowlands will be point unpleasant. And you will leave to the chance of Go West Virginia, young man. Your words are as clever as they are threatening, Pundertaker. But what do you say to the Motho Man's challenge that you've been spending more time reading books than lifting weights? While you've been lifting weights, Motho Man, I have been lifting hates. And you won't have to wait long for your doom to be foretold by me, the Pundertaker. Because when I am done with you, you will rest in pieces. Chilling words from the Pundertaker. Now, Paul Barry, you're the only one whose name is just the way it usually is. How come? My name's already a pun. Okie dokie. Looks like Randy the Moth Old Man Savage is going to have his hands full this coming Sunday at Cryptid Carnage 93. Back to Mean Gene Oak Island and with the rest of the lineup. Thank you, Jen Ross. Remember, that's D-J-I-N-N. Tune in next week on Pay-Per-View or go see it live at the Meadowlands, Cryptid Carnage 93. See your favorite cryptid wrestlers there. The Million Dollar Demon, Ted DiBiase. Slender Mankind, Jake the Enjukuni Lake Roberts. The Ultimate Info Warrior. Sergeant Slafter, Yokai Zuna, Orbs and Roddy Piper, and Hacksaw Jim Dagon. Next week at the Cryptid Carnage 93. <laughs> oh, brother. <laughs> That's right. Oh, yeah. Welcome in, brother. <laughs> Bad news for you, listener. Oh, yeah. The entire podcast, <laughs> each and every word, is going to sound like this. Oh, yeah. And when we get to puns, oh, my God. <laughs> that is my realm. Looks like listener mail is where the Botho Man flies high. <laughs> Welcome to Blurry Photos. Hey, everybody. I'm David Flora. I'm David the Botho Man Stecco. <laughs> And you've got blurry photos on your device right uh-huh. now, mm-hmm. and on your mind. Oh man, uh, <laughs> we know we know some listeners will appreciate that. Yeah, some won't get it, but most everybody. <laughs> I'll say this: this is something be- that really blew my mind. Uh, I was never uh, a big fan of pro wrestling. I am individually an enormous fan of Randy the Macho Man Savage. Rest in peace. And uh, when we were kind of setting this up, uh, Flora, you showed me 
<laughs> the, the Paul Bearer, oh, who yeah. I'd never heard speak before. <laughs> and it's great. Oh, man. Who also died tragically. Sure, sure. Um, uh, <laughs> yeah, it's it's oh. sad to see some of your, your childhood... Uh, they weren't, they weren't heroes to, yeah. to me, anyway. <laughs> they weren't heroes, but a, uh, they're great, icons of... Yeah, and what a great job. I'm oh, Paul yeah. Bearer. I hold an urn and, oh, and scare nine-year-olds, you know? <laughs> I act weird, do a lot of rolling <laughs> eye stuff. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, man. We're talking about dreams. Yeah, dreams. Dreams. And it's a subject that... Uh, Bared a lot of fruit. Yeah, so much so. We had to. In. We we had to lock things down. Do we have a two-parter sound? Pump things up. No. Should it be like a conch shell that warns the children. Oh, I like that. <laughs> two-parter sound. No, no, I didn't like that one. You don't Let's like try that? it again. Two-parter sound. No, no, that sounds like you put a ton of work into that one, but I didn't care for that one either. Here's the secret. I didn't. <laughs> What's I was, the real two-parter sound, though? No, I was just messing with Flora because I already created enough work for him anyway. What? But but what's the real one? It's this. Touchdown! I made that one myself. Oh. No, the, the, the two-parter sound is us just calmly informing you. That you're strapped in for a two-parter. And you are. So yeah. there you go. Talking about dreams. We're going to talk about what, what they are, or at least in the current going theory. Yep. Going to examine some science and mythology behind them. Humorous and otherwise. <laughs> <laughs> we'll even touch on some psychology. Oh, there's going to be some science in this podcast. Oh, man. Lord help us. Oh, Lordy. Oh, yeah. We're going to discuss types of dreams, common dreams people have, talk about what dreams uh, could actually be, where they come from, maybe. Yeah. And then we'll go into some um, dream interpretation, and here's a little bit of a spoiler for you. I hope you're excited. Dave and I have been keeping dream journals. That's right. For the past week. So, uh, gonna, you, gonna open the door to our mind. A yeah, little bit you're here. gonna know exactly what we're thinking, and we're going to, in real time, <laughs> interpret our dreams. So, it's it's gonna be embarrassing for us, hilarious for you. <laughs> That's how we do it. We're like Macho Man getting bit by a snake <laughs> in the ring. Yeah, they had a cobra. <laughs> anyway, uh, let's start out with uh, with what dreams are and. Keep in mind throughout this uh, episode and uh, and both parts of it, uh, a lot of this stuff is still being figured out. Yeah this this uh, this particular subject, much like a Malaysian airliner, you're surprised at how little we know. <laughs> I mean, uh, you know, it's just like like what you think we, we think we know where planes are all the time. We think we have a handle. Well, we, like what's we going get on with these dreams. Hollywood movies that tell us anybody <laughs> could be pinpointed at any time, and and the documentary Dreamscape from 1984, starring Dennis Quaid, <laughs> um, you know, taught us a lot about. No, I, 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 it's just I was surprised at. Um, I mean, there's a lot known about dreams, but, but, but by no means is this a, a done deal. Yeah. We, I, we cannot say we understand dreams. Well, I guess. Yeah. That, that's the end of the podcast. Good night, everybody. All right. Sorry. Sorry to leave you hanging. <laughs> yeah. Ultimately, we don't know for certain what the hell they are. We do know 
Uh, a they couple are of things. awesome. As far as we can tell, everything that sleeps dreams, or at least almost everything. Yeah. That sleeps. Just dreams. ask your cats or dogs. You see them doing it. Oh, mine does all the time. It's like. <laughs> 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 That's what she does. <laughs> uh, dreams can occur in any phase of sleep, but most of them occur during what's called the uh, rapid eye movement phase. Yep. And we'll we'll get to more of that a little later. Rem. Rem. Uh, dreams can be in color or black and white. All right. Um, you said that like there was a third option. No. I mean, <laughs> see, nope. <laughs> brain activity resembles that of an awake brain in terms of brain waves as measured by an electroencephalograph. Electroencephalograph. Yeah. Dreams can inspire, frighten, comfort, confuse us. They 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 affect us. Yeah. Dreams, I mean, uh, this is kind of a weird part of the podcast where we just kind of have to lay the foundation, but I mm-hmm. think I mean, we all know this this is an, an inescapable part of being alive. Mm-hmm. Some people can't dream uh, that there's something in their physiological makeup that that prohibits them from dreaming. Mm -hmm. But for the vast majority of us as humans, everybody's had a dream. Yep. You know what we're talking about. Some people, more than one. Sure. Sure. Basically, here's a basic definition of a dream. All right. I'll, I'll hear you out. Just, I mean, everybody knows what it is, but... As a definition, put it in some words, it's it's some combination of images, sounds, feelings, or other stimuli, uh-huh. which happen during sleep in a person's mind. Yep. In their musical mind. In their mind. Encyclopedia Britannica defines what? them as hallucinatory experiences that occur during sleep. Webster's defines dreams. As the, I don't know. Webster's is dumb. Yeah, well... Encyclopedia Britannica is where it's at. Encyclopedia Britannica? Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> I think that's interesting, though, that they call it a hallucinatory uh, right. uh, uh, experience. Isn't that weird, though, to, to think of them as hallucinations? Yeah. And we can... I mean, obviously, we can get into this a little later, but when you think of dream, you don't really think of hallucination. Like, you think of hallucination with... Uh, a drug or or some kind yeah, of yeah. It's definitely a waking. Like I'm having a hard time distinguishing reality. Right. Waking. That's that's yeah, what I think like, the key is. Yeah, hallucination is a a thing you see that isn't there. But when you're dreaming, you're not really seeing anything. Ah, that, that gets that, yeah. That gets yeah. weird in a hurry. And you can see why this is such an interesting subject. Oh, no! Nice. Right off the bat, that was way better than our intro segue. <laughs> Since nobody knows for certain what dreams are. Every group with a stake to claim is jockeying to to say dreams are, are part of their world. Right. You, you've got uh, the scientific community wants them. The psychological community wants them. Mm-hmm. The spiritual community really wants them. The dream weavers. They yeah. think that they can get them through the night. They believe They believe that. they can. Yeah. Whoa, though. Whoa, dude. Man, if you think that's the last time you're going to hear that song, you are f***ing wrong. <laughs> Strap in. It just takes me back to Wayne's World. That's, oh, yeah. That's the only, that's the no only one thing. would know that song if it wasn't for Wayne's World. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah. So that's that's your foundation. That's uh, that's what they're that's what we're building on on right now. Building in it. 
hope that's concrete enough for you. I think it is. Just let that set. All right. So now we got our uh, we got our our basic. We all agree on what's a dream here, people. Okay. So uh, let's let's jump in the wayback machine. It's time for a little thing I call the lightning round <gasps> with accompanying lightning round sound. Mythology of dreams, lightning round, Flora. Yep, here we go. This is, uh, I'm going to take you on a journey through different uh, cultures throughout history and what dreams have meant to them. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. I mean, (laughs) (laughs) don't be a drill bit. (laughs) You hole. (laughs) It's well known, obviously, humanity has been dealing with dreams since we've been humans. Yep. Probably and even before. <laughs> exactly. We're gonna we're gonna come back to that. Uh, different cultures have different takes. So here's a quick list for you. Number one, Australian Aboriginals. Dream time is a huge concept for Aborigines. It comprises creation of both universe and man, as well as mankind's role in the universe. Oh, what? Pretty, pretty Flipsy doodle. The idea of Jiva or Guruwari, which is a seed power is a feature of the earth. Uh, anything meaningful that happens leaves a vibrational residue, and the sacredness of the earth is referred to as the dreaming of it. Huh. Vibrations, dude. Raise them. Yeah, yeah. Number two. Celtic. There was a cave called St. Patrick's Purgatory. That guy just took everything there. It was his. Yeah. It was his. Just, he's got the monopoly. What What a pair of bollocks yeah. on that gobshite. <laughs> wow, nice. <laughs> so if I, if I jump, so I, if I, uh, jump on uh, a flight on St. Patrick Airlines, land at St. Patrick uh, International Airport, jump in a paddy cab, and take that to St. Patrick's Cave. Here's what you would do. You would hold yourself up for days in order to experience a dream or vision of what was waiting for you in hell. You mean St. Patrick's hell? In hell. St. Patrick presents hell. <laughs> Priests were also known to interpret dreams of the sick for healing advice. Oh. Number three, China. I said that like Street Fighter. <laughs> China. <You> did. <laughs> the Hun was the soul and during dreams would leave the body to communicate with the land of the dead. Whoa. Do you mean do you mean like their land of the dead or St. Patrick's their land, land of, of the, the dead. dead? I mean, okay, I'm just I don't know. I didn't hold myself up so it could be the same land. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what kind of real estate they have over yeah. there. Is everything smaller? Is it bigger? Is it like the Nether? Do you like yeah. travel farther when you Let's assume the they're portal? different. Okay. Uh, that way we don't have to pay any money to the St. Patrick Corp. Dream temples were built and used by officials to receive guidance. You would get uh, these these traveling emissaries and stuff that they would arrive in a, a big city. They would go to the dream temple, spend the first night there, try to get some guidance through their dreams, and then go about their uh, ambassadorial mission. Yeah. All right. So that's uh, that's China. Nice. Well, that brings us to four ancient Mesopotamia. They had a similar belief that the soul left the body during dreams. For the Babylonians, they believed that dreams foretold future events and that dreams had omens in them. Mark that down. You'll hear that again. Huh. Number five. Egyptians. Look out. 
<laughs> uh, the Egyptians recorded their dreams onto papyrus. Brilliant. And believed dreams could be messages from the gods. Egyptian priests were consulted for interpretation and were called masters of the secret things. Deliciously vague. <laughs> Number six, the Greeks. Aliens. Yeah, you did it. Nah, just kidding. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Dreams could be portals through which gods could physically visit a person and deliver a message. Antiphon of Athens wrote a book of dreams. Aristotle didn't believe dreams were divine. Rather, they were indicators of conditions within the body. Pretty smart dude. Yeah, that sounds eerily similar. Dreams and health went hand in hand. Prophecies were given in temples. Uh, Much like the Chinese, they would uh, go to shrines or temples, lay down and spend the night in there, and hope that they received some uh, prophecy through dreams. Nice. Number seven, the Bible. Biblical reference to dreams includes God communicating with people through visions. Uh, For example, Jacob's Ladder, Mm -hmm. uh, Joseph and Herod, Daniel interpreting Nebuchadnezzar's dreams. Are you familiar with these? Yeah. Also, John of Patmos, uh, who was famous for pinning the old revelation, entirely a dream and or vision, as told to him. But Jesus! (laughs) But (laughs) God! The Talmud has over 200 references to dreams in it. Uh, Dream interpretation can be revelations from God for Muslims, but some could be false, implanted by demons. Watch out. These days it's considered closer to being more like astrology, uh, is dream interpretations for Muslims. Yeah. Number eight, India. In the Vedas, which were the sacred books of wisdom, dreams were omens. There is also thought that they either express inner desires or guide the soul. Sounds familiar. We're coming back to that idea. Also, if the sleeper was awakened abruptly, they could die. They had a... uh, No uh, alarm clocks rule. (laughs) A similar view uh, as the Chinese, that the soul left the body during sleep. And if you awakened someone during a dream abruptly the soul might not have time to get back in the body therefore they could die of being soulless i wonder how many people attempted murder under those ideas <laughs> <laughs> just right oh hey bart do you want to see my new hockey mask and chainsaw <laughs> that's right hey bart i'm raising do you want some <laughs> number nine number nine native americans Many tribes believed dreams revealed otherwise hidden desires of the soul or maybe messages from spirits or ancestors. These were connected to vision quests where they would fast until they received a dream of guidance. (laughs) Dream catchers were objects made of willow hoops with a loose net in a pattern inside, decorated with items of meaning to the owner. Commonly found on the rearview mirrors of cars. (laughs) Traditionally, they filtered a person's dreams to only let good ones through, and apparently they originated in the Ojibwa nation, but now they're mass-produced and (laughs) over-commercialized. 
What is, is there something that's commercialized just right? Is there any anything that you can think of that's like not over commercialized, not under commercialized? Right in the zone. Hmm. There's just enough of those available. Send us in your ideas of things that are properly commercialized. <laughs> I really can't think of anything. Yeah. <laughs> I just broke the, that bee in your bonnet. There we go. Boom. Lightning round. Hope you enjoyed that trip around the world. Yeah. Um, now that we've uh, gotten some a taste of mythology. Oh, it's so rich. Let's get us a taste of science. All right. You want some science? <laughs> well, I've got... Y'all like some science? I've got a... <laughs> Jeez, that is, that's the weirdest. I like science. I don't know if hey, y'all, y'all do. Y'all like science? Y'all looking for some science? <laughs> I got some. Want test tubes? Want boats and burners? Uh, I looked up. I mean, Get you some. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, sorry. Go ahead. So uh, science has made, I like how I started. So science, so science has made many attempts to understand dreams. The future holds <laughs> many possibilities. There are two, uh, it's easy to factionalize this. As you can imagine, there's a lot of different approaches to how people are trying to explain dreams. It's such a, a, an intangible thing. Uh, but two, there are two kind of leading theories right now. What are they? And I'm not saying these are the only two theories. These are the only two theories that I read about and took notes on. So <laughs> if there are more, I would love to hear about them. <laughs> That's as clear as I can make that. <laughs> Up till today, Paul Bearer was a mute. Yeah, see? <laughs> the world changes people. Experiences change people, dude. First one's called the threat simulation theory. TST. Yep. TST. It's tasty. It's tasty. Hello, I am Cesar Milan, and I am the dog whisperer. <laughs> it's, it's a cool idea that it is um, that dreaming is uh, an evolutionary benefit to all organisms hmm. in that it allows you, you have like an X-Men danger room in your head Whoa. while you're unconscious, your brain can play out scenario after scenario and making out with Jean Grey. <laughs> Most of them that, are making the out with Jean Grey. Most of them are making out with Jean Grey, but duh. Yeah. There's a, there's a slow Loris in Malaysia just like, I'd slowly make out with Jean Grey. Every mammal thinking about Jean Grey. Uh, but that that um, you 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 run through these hypotheses that your brain is is working on, and so you while you're asleep, you're building reactions. You're 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 increasing your repertoire of responses to situations, situations that I mean we've all had dreams. Not likely. Sometimes. Sometimes. You're not suddenly naked at school. Sometimes, Sometimes you are. Sometimes you can't fly. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's ridiculous. Am I right? But <clears throat> um, so that's the the that's what that that uh, hypothesis boils down to is that it is functionally a simulator built into your brain huh. that allows you to test uh, uh, scenarios and 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 devise outcomes, which is pretty interesting. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, now here is, this is the one that I really like, and this is, this is the part where like, if you really want to bake your noodle, this one is called, Don't, because you'll never dream again. Don't. The other theory, which is really interesting to me is called the activation synthesis hypothesis. What? Yeah. And it's that the A S H the <laughs> ash. Yes. The ash. 
or Aish. <laughs> Watch Lost Girl. You'll get it if you watch it, dude. <laughs> I, uh, get it if you watch it. I don't. I, I don't even think you're plugging it for the listeners. You're just telling me. I yeah, <laughs> I do have to watch Lost Girl one of these days. I wish I got paid every time. <laughs> Good. Um, this one says that your dreams are gibberish. There, you, you there, blah, 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 blah. There, there's no useful information in them whatsoever. Blah, blah, blah. It is just random, uh, synaptic blah, blah. firing. Blah, 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 blah. Just random uh, firings of your synapses, and only upon waking up do do, do you, you try, rationalize. Do you what it try is. to cobble them into a narrative. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Now, now let me tell you why I, I don't I don't I don't entirely buy this. Um, people talk in their sleep. That's a good point. You know, people physicalize things. People with sleep disorders get up and walk around, and so I. I that one doesn't seem to really make sense unless these things that are firing off are triggering the, these short sentences. Or, yeah. So, um, you know, it doesn't necessarily mean that there's a lot, a larger narrative to the dream. I mean, and everyone has, has had this experience where a dream shifts dramatically from one moment to the next. Oh, yeah. And when you wake up, you do, you know, there's when you're explaining it to someone like, oh, I was, I was in this room and I was drinking a soda, but then it was like, I wasn't in that house anymore. It you explain it with like scenes. Yeah, it's like this scene I was doing this. This scene I was doing this. Right, and so the activation synthesis theory is saying that they weren't scenes. There was no narrative. You were just experiencing these 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 impressions of things, and when you woke up to to try to make some sense out of it, you just kind of strung it into a narrative. Yeah, yeah. That's interesting because so, that'll yeah. come up. It won't come up until the next episode, oh. <laughs> but it'll come up. On average, here's here's a number for you. A person will sleep for one-third of their life. One-third. I'm working on one half. I'm pushing the limits. <laughs> I am trying as hard as I can yeah, I hear you to be the most I can be um, asleep. <laughs> but I think that's the going theory on that is eight hours uh, out of a 24-hour day, right? that is one-third of a day you're asleep. I think that means that, I don't know about other countries, but most Americans probably closer to maybe a quarter of their life. <laughs> maybe. I, think, I think I average around six. Yeah, yeah. I'm not good at it. I mean, sleep's, sleep's important, yo. I guess. <laughs> not for Americans. <laughs> anyway, that's, I mean, that's a big figure. Yeah. If If you're 30, you will have slept for 10 years. Yeah. If you're 90, if you're 90, you slept for 30 years. 30 years. It's amazing. That's a that's a huge amount of time. That's what they say. They say the two most important things you own uh, are a good mattress and a good pair of shoes. <laughs> you're either asleep or you're walking. Yeah. Or a good ass. If you have a good ass, you're I either do sleeping, not want walking to, yep. or sitting. <laughs> I have a phenomenal ass. Just putting it out there, everybody. A good ass. Own one. <laughs> Get one. <laughs> uh, according to some studies, people tend to dream about folks they know about 66% of the time. Uh, family members are there 20% of the time. <laughs> the most common emotions that are experienced in dreams apparently are fear, anxiety, anger, and friendliness. Is that an emotion? I guess. All I know. Oh yeah. <laughs> All I know is that if, if you go left, I go right. 
<laughs> if you and I were in a classroom at Second City and we had to have a character with an emotion and I came out and said friendliness, they'd say, try again, fucker. Yeah. Nope. Well, <laughs> I don't know. I, I think uh, I think friendly yeah, would I play as a, as a character trait. So I, that could be up there. If you think about it, how how much of your dreams have that, that you've had spanning the course of one third of your life yeah. have been intense love? Is it going to be a small number or is it going to be a high number? It's a small number. I don't think personally of friendliness in general. So I don't know if I can yeah. put a good number on how many dreams. Well, let me let me put it this way then. I mean, as a as an outside observer, Mr. Floor, you're a friendly guy. So For me? Yeah. <laughs> what? What? So, I mean, I guess wouldn't that be just a dream in which everything just seems very status quo, very normal? Yeah. I guess that's compared to the the anger dreams where things make you angry, people make you angry. Yeah. If you're if you're not immediately trying to pick a fight with something in your dream then maybe it defaults to friendliness not exactly love doesn't have to be love but do you pick a lot of fights in your dreams yes hey buddy yes i do i do yes i do uh wait for my dream journal (laughs) oh yeah wait for my dream journal part two people (laughs) this is where gets real uh okay anyway um in 1953 this is when rapid eye movement is discovered in sleeping test subjects and connected to dreams. Uh, it was actually found in Chicago. Nice. University Hometown. of Chicago. <laughs> I'm always going to fart. It was determined by an EEG, again, electroencephalograph, measures brainwaves. EEG. <laughs> We've established the fact that we have to like make a word out of any an acronym. So. Subjects reported more vivid dreams when awakened from REM sleep than from non-REM sleep. Mm-hmm. And that, that number is uh, 80% uh, reported more vivid dreams. And that's and that's important. That, that's when people um, are awakened in, uh, during REM sleep or immediately after because we're going to come back or to this. Or any of the stages that aren't REM sleep, which I will I will detail in a second. Because that, that really factors into what people remember from their dreams, the moment, the, when they when they wake up mm-hmm. and and what stage of sleep that they're in. Uh, also factors into the uh, the Indian view on dreams. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There are five stages of sleep. Anger, denial, acceptance, double denial. That's a thing, dude. <laughs> Nobody can name like stages three, four, and five or whatever. That's You go straight from <laughs> anger, denial to acceptance. There's something in between there. I can't think of it. I was trying to think of it the other day. What are they? Because I've never gotten past anger. (laughs) That's that's the problem. (laughs) What a therapeutic episode. (laughs) Tonight on a very special blurry photos. (laughs) I need you to listen to me. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Brief, brief aside here. (laughs) Flora. Flora's downstairs neighbors don't get along very well, and they got in a fight last week, and the dude was in the stairwell. Willed like a woman. (laughs) He was sitting in the stairwell like like sobbing like a child. He made that sound. He was like choking, 
And uh, Flora, being the great human being he is, recorded it so that I could hear it <laughs> next time I came over. And this has been our favorite running joke. And, and I, I, I have to believe the guy was drunk because he kept going. You just go, I need you to listen to me. I need you to listen to me. Can you do this for me? Can you do this? Can you do this? I need you to listen to me. He never said anything. anything. He never got to the point of, of making the statement that he was so busy paving the ground for. And then it would, then it would get quiet. And then... <laughs> It was a dude. You, you may think you may think we're being huge dig bags right now. Yeah, I'm okay with it. We are not. No, we are not. These people are terrible. <laughs> These people deserve to be talked about. So, so yeah, there you go. There's a, a anyway. fun, fun little slice of living in the city. Oh my gosh. We will record your misery and laugh about it later. <laughs> Only if you like leave all your trash out on on the back, oh, yeah. in the back and, and and leave the door open and like if you're just terrible human beings, yeah, we'll we'll laugh at your shit. Yeah, that's that's a blurry photo's promise. <laughs> back to dreams. Uh, the five stages of sleep. Number one, light sleep. This is when you get the twitchy muscles. Oh yeah, my girlfriend kicks me a lot. Do you know uh, they did? <laughs> that's awesome. <laughs> Uh, they did uh, some research on that on that stage, and they believe that 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 twitching reaction yeah. is a result of they believe that the the hypothesis is that that twitching um, when you're kind of in that that light sleep state is a holdover evolutionarily from when we were in trees, and it's that like you're falling oh oh I'm I'm back on the branch I'm not I'm not falling <laughs> over like. That was the this, the hypothesis about that that it was about balance and remaining in in. Uh, uh, tree branches to to keep from falling and becoming prey on the ground. A little Man. bit of a reach, maybe, maybe not. But that's that was the hypothesis. Sounds like a, that sounds like a t-ball hypothesis to me. If you ask me, <laughs> I wish I am O, dude. Yeah, t-ball, so, t-ball. That I I'm not dirty the scientist. Yeah, it's so dirty. Number two, deeper sleep. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean. Anyway. Wait, wait, wait. No, 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 no. Because you can't go from light sleep. You have to go from light sleep to deep sleep, then deeper sleep. Unless it's just deeper than light sleep. In it's which deeper case, than light sleep. Then it's just sleep. Okay, sleep. <laughs> stage two, sleep. I agree with you because the next stage is deep sleep. <laughs> what? This, well, is, this, is, this is the... You're, this is the Firth Van Dyke scale <laughs> all over dream. again. It is the Firth Van Dyke scale all over again. So uh, number two is Judy Dinge yeah. of sleep. <laughs> uh, all right. So so number two, sleep. Uh, this is when your breathing slows down. Mm-hmm. Body starts getting a little colder. Temperature drops a little. Then you go into number three, the third stage of sleep, which is deep sleep. Yeah. This stage is when your brain starts releasing slow delta waves. Yeah. Now, these are the highly trained waves <laughs> that go in and establish a forward operating base in dreamland. Yeah, or a fob, if you will. <laughs> <laughs> um, we, we'll, we'll get into the, the old waves in, in just a second. Stage four, this is very deep sleep or deeper sleep. Yeah. As it should be. This is when you get some rhythmic breathing. And you get frequent delta waves, or or at least a faster delta waves produced. And then stage five, REM sleep, the rapid eye movement. Uh, your eyes are closed, but your eyeballs are moving. Yeah. You, your heart rate increases uh, and some other stuff. Now, there's evidence that a chemical is released during the uh, dreaming state of sleep. 
uh, called norepinephrine. Mm-hmm. Other stages release serotonin, the chemical serotonin. When when you're in uh, REM sleep, you get complete relaxation of skeletal muscles. We've covered this before. Mm-hmm. Along with increased blood pressure and activity in the heart rate, uh, you get activity in the respiratory system, and you get activity in sexual organs. Uh, wink. Wink. I think you know what we're talking about there. Your um, nethers. <laughs> yeah. That's the technical term. That's that's it. I asked a doctor. Doctor said nethers. From Chicago <laughs> or San Francisco. <laughs> the skeletal muscles relax to a point where you can't move them. Yep. This and, is the paralysis that's experienced. Yep. And we talked about this when we talked about hypnagogia. This is uh, our uh, shadow people mm-hmm. episode. Mm-hmm. You, your body does that uh, in order to not act out your dreams. Mm-hmm. So if if you're punching the Kaiser in the face, you're not going to be punching your girlfriend Dude, in real you're, life. You're not, allowed to, you're not allowed to tell my dreams until we get to that part. Sorry, sorry. God, I hate the Kaiser. <laughs> If you're not punching Ronald McDonald in the face. <laughs> nope, still All no. of my dreams. Sorry, I'm sorry. It's just a line of people I'm punching in the face. The Philly fanatic. <laughs> <laughs> I hate that mascot. But you know what? I also punch hunger oh. in the face. Oh. 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 <laughs> uh, observations have shown that apparently five minutes after waking from a dream, we've forgotten half of it. That makes sense. I can believe that. Ten minutes after, 90% is forgotten. That, however, I think I can, can be, be fixed. I think I can beat that average because I, I remember a lot of my dreams. I do too. I do too. Um, I think this is just average person who doesn't give a shit about remembering their dreams. Idiots. But you can train yourself in a number of ways to uh, remember dreams, document them, keep up with them. Uh, we'll, we'll, we'll go into that next episode, obviously, yeah. cause, cause that's what we did. Where but. we will train each and every one of you to become a dream warrior. <laughs> and fight Freddy Krueger. Oh, yeah. The Nightmare on Elm Street series. That's right. I forgot that that was the dream warriors. Good yeah. call. It was a good one. That Way was a good go one. I think that was one of my favorite ones of, of that series. Anyway. Uh, a couple more things about like the 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 anatomy of a dream. Uh-huh. As you said before, owing to uh, some people with... Um, there are diseases that can affect this, uh, occasionally uh, direct injuries. Science has learned that the, the there's an area of the brain called the right inferior lingual gyrus. Sure. and You know, the right inferior lingual gyrus. Yeah, one of them's. Contrary to its clever name, it actually has very little to do uh, with language, but it is responsible for encoding visual memory. People who have this area of their brain through a disease or injury incapacitated mm-hmm. um, do not dream. Hmm. So either the dreams um, are generated there or it has to pass through that. Let me ask you this. Where is that located? It is located, uh, it's in the, the frontal cortex of your brain. Ah. So it is about... Did I just play into your hands? Yeah, you sure did. Clever game. It's uh, uh, about an inch and a half to two inches behind the innermost point of your right eyebrow. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'll tell you what. I, I read something that said people that had a dam- damaged frontal cortex, no dreams. Yeah. When they got their uh, uh, medulla damaged or something uh, at the back of their brain, and you know, near the spine, something like that. 
dreams fine. Can't breathe so good. Dreams fine. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Need an iron lung, right. but they can dream. <laughs> they can dream of real lungs. <laughs> oh, oh, buddies. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, so that's that's the the specific area that they've isolated it to, as far as they they know. Again, it's it's either the dream comes from that part of the brain, or it has to pass through it. Either way, damage there stops the whole thing. Pretty crazy because that is near the old third eye. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. How about that? New age bullshit. <laughs> Could you can you say that like Paul Bear, please? A new age bullshit. <laughs> oh yeah, bunch of egghead hippies here. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> another thing they were we were talking about uh, to come back to we were talking about memory retention. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, they've done a lot of studies on this about uh, how well people remember dreams. Part of it is uh, obviously if you if you can wake some up while they're in REM sleep or immediately after, far better dream retention. Sure. Or if, as you were saying, of uh, the different uh, brain waves that, are, that the, that the uh, EEG can pick up while they're, while they're sleeping, during uh, theta waves, if, if they... Oh, lay out, yeah, lay, lay out those, those waves for us so we know. So the, the, four, the, the four uh EEG waves that, that are... Of that the attract, apocalypse. Of, of the apocalypse. <laughs> Of the dream apocalypse <laughs> are, um, as you said before, delta waves, theta waves, alpha waves, and beta waves. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, Not in that order. <laughs> no. In terms of stages, yeah. Right. So you get, uh, yeah, so you get into that REM sleep, you're getting theta waves, you're getting uh, some delta waves, that's when you start getting into that. Because I think that they're they're a little different because the waking brain doesn't have delta waves. No. That's, that's for deep sleep. Yep. Yeah, that's deeper than just sleep. Not as deep as light sleep. <laughs> it's like the Dame Edna. That was the weirdest British person I could think of. Where did that even... Oh, because you said Dame Judy Dench before. I was like, <laughs> what? how on earth did I pull that out oh, of the hat? Man. We're interpreting our waking dreams for you right now. <laughs> Another fun fact. Give um, it. They determined that people... Um, REM sleep is correlated to people's ability to comprehend and navigate emotional situations in real life Mm -hmm. in the waking world so people who are denied REM sleep uh uh, for a prolonged amount of time lose the ability to read emotional cues or respond appropriately unemotionally now does that mean i don't understand where you're like i can't pick up the emotional context of your speech or does that just mean i'm cranky and just yell at everybody all the time Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah i don't know but uh, uh, but maybe, yeah, directly related to REM sleep. Maybe nobody below us can can s- sleep at all. Maybe that's their problem. Yeah, that's <laughs> um, uh, another to bring it back. Uh, I, I mentioned this in our Shadow People episode. Uh, I have a friend who has a sleep disorder. Uh-huh. Uh, when she goes to sleep, she hits full deep cycle REM sleep within five minutes. I mean, immediately. And the problem that that creates is that she dreams far more than most people do. Because, uh, Flora, uh, you've got the, the statistics right there in front of you. Oh. Uh, of how, much, how much deep REM sleep does a person get a night? You get uh, the cycle once every 90 minutes. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, so basically around about 90 minutes is when you're hitting REM sleep. Uh, around about a little after 90 minutes is when you come out of it and go back into stage one 
of mm-hmm. light sleep, which is also is a you know the time to wake up usually. So um, in an average night, if you do a seven hour night, you're going to get it four times. Yeah, she sleeps in 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 deep REM sleep from five minutes after she closes her eyes to the moment she wakes up. Gah. Yeah. So the problem this creates is that she dreams continuously all night. And if that dream is scary or intense or frightening, um, that, that creates huge problems. Sometimes uh, she will, like we all do, have work dreams. <laughs> the problem is uh, when... Can't get away from it. <laughs> yeah. When, when your dream lasts the better part of a night, she has a hard time sometimes remembering, was this something that I did in a dream or did I do this actually? Yeah. Did I have this conversation with did this I person? Did I just get up and take a shower or? <laughs> yeah. And I think, I think to a small degree, I think we might've experienced this. I think everyone has where you wake up, you, you, you turn the alarm off and you close your eyes and then you dream that you got up. Sure. You took a shower you, and then you wake up and you're like, oh crap, I did none of those things. Right. Uh, you know, to a, to a very limited extent, but she has to experience this in a much larger ongoing scale, which is, which is problematic. And she's, you know, she's, she's learned to, to deal with it and cope with it, but it, it can be a real problem. That's, she um, needs to learn how to be a dream warrior. Well, she's going to, she's going to find that out. Welcome to the dream Academy. I am <laughs> Sensei's Flora and Stecco. Hi. <laughs> Welcome to the Dream Academy. This is my Sensei voice. Wake up. <laughs> Three more students died because their souls didn't make it back to their bodies last night. <laughs> Can you pass lesson two? <laughs> what are we even fucking doing at that point? I, I love. I was. I was covering the science part, and we end up going. <laughs> so, that's that's the second worth. time I've done it tonight. Yeah. Hey, uh, that that reminds me of, of two things. The first one is is that you were saying if she dreams for the better part of a night, there's debate on whether or not dream time is real time. Right. Because I, it seems like it's not, but when you think about it, when you really go back and like, what did I do in this amount of time, it kind of still is running in real time. That's the debate. Yeah. I'm not saying that if, it if is. But. My personal opinion, I think that dream time is highly compressed. I think that we experience it as hours and hours, but I think that it is highly compressed. I, I don't think it takes as long. Without trying to steal from your dream journal... Don't you dare. I'm not taking a peek at it. I'm not taking a peek. But without trying to steal from that, have you had dreams that you can honestly and confidently say spanned a course of hours to plus? Yes. Okay. Yeah. Do you remember what happened? Would you share it? Um, I've had I've had dreams where I've like when I wake up, I mean I and I, I don't imagine I'm, I'm any different from anyone else. Like when I hit the snooze bar, I'm right back to sleep. Yeah, and yeah. I will dream in that interim. And I will have a very long dream. And then the then that snooze bar goes off again. I will definitely have a dream that exceeds the 10-minute interval that the snooze bar tells me. What do you do in, in that that you know that it's it's longer than 10 minutes? Oh, I mean, it's I'll have like montage dreams. Like, oh, I joined 
some sort of made up armed forces and I have to go through boot camp and then I then I'm in the regular army and then I have to deploy. Okay, let me ask you this. Do you actually go through boot camp or do you witness a scene from boot camp and then a scene from deployment? Um kind of a mix. I'll go through a portion of it like as though like in real time where I'm where I'm enacting every scene and then um, suddenly I'm, I'm, I'm somewhere else doing something related to it. So then it kind of switches. So a little bit of both actually. So to me, that's not conclusive that a lot of time has passed to me. That's just skipping along the timeline. Well, no, in, in that the, the parts that I'm fully present for and enacting are, are hours. Like, it, so it you're like, going over the wall, you're going under the little right, wires I'll, yeah, through the mud. I'll be, I'll be walking down a road in a town or something, you know, in, in a dream and have just, you know, stopping into a store or going like my dreams are, are, are fairly realistic sure. for the most part. Most people's uh, are. That's, that's the kicker. And so I will, we might get to, I will, <laughs> I will, or I'll be driving a car for a very long time or I'll, uh. Uh, some of these, some of these things are very repetitive. It'd be easy for my brain to just to be like, and this happens for three hours, you know, yeah, yeah. but sometimes Copy they are paste. Yeah. Sometimes they're very specific. Like there's, oh, I ran from this house to this house. I barricaded the door. Then I realized, oh, these windows are open. I tried to barricade them. It was too late. So I had to run back out the back door of this house. I have a lot of zombie dreams, mm. a lot of zombie dreams. I've had one. And then, uh, and then I ran into this old high school and the gymnasium was empty, which I thought was weird. And then I was able to, you know, I'll have very procedural. I ran from here to here. Then I attempted to do this. And then I ran from here to here and attempted like yeah, very uh, accountable, I guess would be the phrase for it. Sure. Um, so I, I don't know to my, for, in my experience, I don't think that dreams happen in real time. I think that they. I think that they experience both. I think it's a dilation and contraction. Mm. I think that you can have um, a dream that you think is very short or very or a small action that gets repeated over and over. And I've had those kind of dreams where you just keep. Uh, for me, it's always fixing something. I keep repairing the same thing, and then and then it starts over. Oh, Ooh. there's that thing fixing Ooh. it. Ooh, I can't wait for episode two. <laughs> <laughs> So, That's interesting. Yeah. I I do not have a vast repository of, of dream memories going uh, that I can think of anyway right now. I feel like in the past week, keeping this dream journal, everything has been pretty much in real time for me. And that I've skipped ahead in timelines when, when time has passed as opposed to uh, entire hours having passed inside the dream. But... I, I can't think of the 10, 10 to 12 plus years that I have been dreaming otherwise. Yeah. But anyway, my, my other thing, the, the other thing I want to bring up was that I read something that, that said people were given out, uh, outside stimuli when in REM sleep in, in lab experiments. And by that, I mean uh, poked, prodded, stuck your mm-hmm. hand in water, you know, all that classic junk. And then when they when they woke up, uh, and they were asked about to to remember their dreams, to recount what happened. I, I don't think hardly any of them referenced the outside stimuli that was happening to them. So if someone had water on them, they didn't have any dreams that involved water. Uh, if someone got poked or prodded or whatever, they didn't have any dreams about getting stabbed or, or anything like that. Uh, I just think that's an interesting thing to, to throw out there because something that will bring up 
in the next episode uh, deals a little bit with um, outside stimuli. Yeah, and I've and, got I've got some stuff on that too. So we'll we'll put that in our pocket. Sure, sure. But uh, let's go through one more section here mm-hmm. and talk about types of dreams. And then I think we'll we'll wrap it up for part one yeah. here. The, now these are the only official acceptable types of dreams. <laughs> if you have a dream that is not on this list, delete it. You're a. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, uh, some kind of fucking weirdo or something. <laughs> Come on, don't tell nobody that. You keep that to yourself. Oh my god, nobody wants to hear about that. <laughs> don't let's be silly. Mustard, that's different. <laughs> Flying, yes. I mean, that's unacceptable. Everyone's naked. My at some goodness, <laughs> the dreams. <laughs> uh, all right, these these aren't official. I I just tried to go through and, and make a small list. Let's start it with uh, what flying. And fighting. That was it. Three dreams anybody's got. If you say otherwise, you're a or any combination thereof. <laughs> oh, I had a great dream. I was fighting <laughs> whilst flying across the Amazon. Oh, I invented fighting in a dream. <laughs> These are also that's our eight bit video game fighter. <laughs> now, now I'm done. Fight! <laughs> <laughs> you know, the, these aren't exactly like, oh, the flying dream or, or the teeth falling out dream. Those we'll get to in the next one. This one, uh, I'm going to start out with what's called day residues. Gross. This, this, is, a, this is a term uh, that describes the recall of recent events that play out in dreams. Mm-hmm. Oh man, we're gonna we're gonna <laughs> we're gonna hit that so hard in episode two. Then let's let's get the 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 big old elephant in the room out of the way. Nightmares. Whoa! I Usually, thought the elephant uh, was sex dreams. That's just me. That's a six hundred pound gorilla. In the oh, room. <laughs> gotcha. Okay, my bad. Nightmares usually elicit strong negative emotions. Yep. They can be broken down into different, you know, types, including uh, anxiety dreams, which uh, are often fear-based. You wake up suddenly from them. Oh, man. I have anxiety dreams. Do I'm, you? Oh, God, yes. Hmm. Yep. We, need, we need to set up a couch in this old uh, yeah. studio. <laughs> uh, you don't want to get inside this. <laughs> we're going to. It's all spiders and tar. No, I don't think there's spiders in your head. Somehow, I don't think there's spiders in your head. I mean, correct me if I'm wrong. Crack. <laughs> Shadow spiders. Oh, I hate that. I can't even make... No, I'm just going to go making noises. Stop it. The, the listeners hate that, too. Do they? I get tons of text messages from them. <laughs> I gave all the listeners my phone number. <laughs> they probably... They probably appear like Nightcrawler, like Bamf. Oh my God, that's Bamf. Uh, Bamf. Uh, all right, and uh, and then you get night terrors, which are uh, the, their extreme fear, which causes sudden awakening. And usually, um, night terrors happen to children ages four to seven. Yeah, that's the terror zone. I mean, you could probably really crack into this egg. Oh, yeah. And slurp out all the yolky goodness from this. Like, Gross. what if this is um, what if this is stuff from, from a past life that's resurfacing? I remember I had one night terror as a kid. Okay. The, that I remember. And I, I, I guess I had them for a little while. I had one that I remember and one that my mom told me I had as a kid. I remember waking up. And again, this, this might fall under hypnagogia. Like, I saw 
a skeleton in my room leaning on the dresser, like very casually, like kind of leaning on it, one elbow. Hey, how you doing? <laughs> Wake up. Uh, no, and I saw that and I lost my mind and I'll always remember that, like that I just had this hallucination of a skeleton leaning on my dresser. Oh. And, uh, and that, yeah, I think that's the only, the night terror that I remember. And I used to get them occasionally. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. Like my mom, I found me standing at the window once, like crying, looking out the window. Wow. I don't remember that. <laughs> the aliens made sure of that. I guess so. I ha- I remember one dream that wasn't a night terror. It was when I was about, I think, four years old, four or five, or around about there. I remember. Do you reckon? I, I, I reckon, all right. <laughs> all right. I'll tell you directly. I, I don't know why I asked you. I was asleep in the living room of, of this house I was living in, and I think I was like asleep on the couch or something, mm-hmm. or maybe, you know, I was just like laying on the floor and just fell asleep, whatever. But I remember waking up in the middle of the night, and I, I could see this shadow of in my mind what i what i came up with was it was a giant with like a a smaller giant or a child giant on its shoulders mm. big enough to like touch the ceiling and in my my child mind said it was a giant i mean in reality it could have been kareem abdul jabbar kareem abdul jabbar could have been Manute bowl could have been sean bradley you want to play i know some nba players uh, could, it, could it have been Dikembe Mutombo? Could have been. Could not have been Chauncey Billups. Nope. Couldn't have been Muggsy Bogues. Could have been uh, Shaquille O'Neal. It could have been Muggsy Bogues on Shaquille O'Neal. Oh, that's, nice. That's the kind of impression could it have I got. Been 1995 Mahmoud Abdul Raouf on the shoulders of Dikembe Mutombo when they played together for the Denver Nuggets. They could have. Yeah. I know. I know what you're talking about. Don't try me. <laughs> welcome to the basketball metaphor corner (laughs) anyway i had so i had this dream and it was but it wasn't like in my mind i thought it was something but it could have been like a shadow person or something also because it was just a dark outline of of this you know Mm -hmm. figure this hulking figure came in through the front door walked into the kitchen and i was and i was laying in the the on the couch just watching it go by and i got i got scared and i remember jumping up and running to the bedroom which was weird because the bedroom was through the kitchen why would i run through the kitchen but you were a reckless child i guess so i i didn't give no shit but did, did you try to throw up a wadded up piece of paper into no. the trash and then the dikembe slapped it out of the way and went uh uh uh, uh, uh. not in my house <laughs> Not today. <laughs> That's the best f***ing commercial. It really is. Um, <laughs> no, I, <laughs> I, uh, I, w- I just remember I was scared, and then I was, uh, and I ran to the bedroom, and I was like, "Well, that's that's a dream." I woke up in the bedroom, which I thought was weird because I was like, "I didn't go to sleep in here." Yeah, uh, I woke up in in the bed, kind of like at the foot of the bed. I wasn't even like you know tucked in, sleeping on a pillow or anything. And I got up and I went into the living room. Covered in blood. Yes. Everything was (laughs) dripping with, (laughs) and honey. No, my mom was sweeping up pieces of the ceiling off of the floor. And I looked up, there was a hole in the ceiling. And I was like, 
what happened? My mom was like, no, the ceiling just fell in. Whoa. And, And I wouldn't have thought this was anything but a dream, except for the fact that there was a hole in the ceiling big enough for Muggsy Bogues to sit on Shaquille O'Neal's shoulders and put his head through the ceiling. Wow, little Mahmoud Abdul Rauf's head on Matumbo. Yeah. Wow. Anyway, anyway, that's that's that. But that's better that's better than a dream story. I, yeah, I mean it's it's weird, right? But not exactly a night terror or or a nightmare yeah. in I don't know. Here we go. The the gorilla in the room, sexual dreams, mm-hmm. also called wet dreams. <laughs> Whoa! Uh, you get uh, nocturnal emissions. Everybody knows what that is. Yeah, this is the adult I, portion I, I of get, the podcast. I guess which which kind of sucks. I feel like I'm not allowed to make jokes at this point because it's just like what are you talking about? I don't know. I just this I is the feel... time to make jokes. Okay. <laughs> 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 this happens, I mean, commonly happens in the teens and 20s of of, of, of a person's life. It can uh, happen to male and female. Mm-hmm. More often it's male. Yeah. Yep. That's that's the, that's the how that plays. What's the of, next type of dream? Okay. <laughs> Making you uncomfortable? Yeah, I just, I just. A little I, weird? I feel like, I feel like in the, in the rare instance that we are talking about, like, clinically sexual things. I don't know. I feel like the, my license to make a dick joke gets revoked. Hmm. What's the next? I'll make it up for it in this next section. The next one is lucid dreaming. Don't you mean lucid clothing so you can see out of, you know what I mean? Yeah. Boners. <laughs> Woo! See how I'm making up for it? Yeah, I do. Yeah. yeah. So tell me more about this Lucy dreaming. Yeah, yeah, because her name's Lucy, right? Oh, and she is so hot. <laughs> She's uh, looking real nice in the legs, and uh, <laughs> you get her up in that dream, and uh, <laughs> you know what you're doing in that dream, and, uh, Lucy, uh, Lucy dreaming them there. <laughs> oh God. Um, uh, that was, uh, Flora and I have been listening to the Andy Daly, uh, pilot podcast project. It's a fun one. If, if it's you... really good to listen to, uh, particularly Ion theater with Don DeMello is he, he has this character of like this completely disgusting old man. Who's, I, uh, I've been in show business for over 50 years and, uh, in all my shows, I get a lot of, uh, I get a lot of girls up on stage and they're, uh, yeah, I get him dancing. I get him looking real nice, and, and just he's just this. It's hilarious. They're looking real nice in the legs. <laughs> looking real nice in the jugs. Yeah, he is just this great. <laughs> it's a hilarious character of a really gross old dude. Yeah, yeah, that's what we're doing. So, lucid uh, dreaming. Lucid dreaming. Really, really interesting. This is when you realize you're dreaming. Yeah, in the dream. Flory ever had that? Oh yeah, nice. Tons of times. Usually you you wake right up. Like at least for me, and and I think in studies, people people have shown this as well. But the moment I realize I'm dreaming in a dream, I literally start being pulled out of the dream. Oh, that's something I always remember. I I, I can feel everything just sort of collapsing around me. Maybe not like collapsing like building, but like me being sucked out of it. I can see that. I I have. It's rare for me to like really 
manifest control of the dream. Sure. There'll be moments where I was like, no, this isn't how things go. This is a dream. But then I'm like still swept right up with it. Well, what's really common for me is that I'll have a moment where I, I realize, oh, holy crap, this is a dream. I can do whatever I want. Yeah. And I will focus on changing something and it'll change. But then, and I'm like, oh, look, I just did this, you know, or like, uh, the, the example I always think about is that I had a, I was in a car in my dream and I was like, this car could have like a really great stereo. <laughs> and then like the entire console was this very over the top stereo. And then I was like, oh, sweet stereo. And then it, by manifesting that distracted me and reinvested me back in the dream. And then I forgot I was controlling it again. Oh, and that's what happens to me. Like I can, I remember it and I, and I'm like, oh, I want to do this. Like I can fly and then I'll be flying. Okay. And then I'm having, I'm so focused on the flying that I get pulled right back into the narrative of the dream again. Hmm. And I don't, I don't maintain control of it. Hmm. Lucid dreaming is a very fascinating part of this. Yeah. Uh, and we, we might talk a little bit more about it, uh, next episode, but, uh, the other things you get in types of dreams, you get recurring dreams, Mm -hmm. dreams that happen the same way uh, time after time, night after night. Uh, progressive dreams, these are sequential. They happen over several nights, but it's the same narrative, and you just progress kind of in the story. Yeah. This is interesting. I've, I've never had that happen to me, but apparently people have. Then you get the old mutual dream, where two separate people have two identical dreams. Weird. Yeah. How do you know? Yeah. Yeah, I don't I don't know how you, you just. Could, I mean, it, it has to come up by accident, right? And then you'd be like, Well, I mean, what? also... I mean, I, I can see how, I mean, you say the night of the Oscars. The night of the Oscars. There's a lot of people that will dream of the Oscars. Oscars. It's very easy to pickle your brain, was, was the phrase that I use. Like, if, if, if you watch a bunch of episodes of Walking Dead and go to sleep, you're going to have a zombie dream. If you, if you are really into the Oscars, how many, I mean, I'll bet you hundreds of thousands of people have a dream that they're accepting an you know that that that, that, that includes not me <laughs> listen to me <laughs> if you uh i i don't think it's possible to to verify that two people have the same dream because you and i could describe um an event or a person or a location as best we can but that there's no there's no way to know that we had the same unless it were something like you you opened up the hood of your car and there was a jar of jam in there you know like and yeah. we're, we both are like we we complete the sense together right. or yeah. something it, it like, would have to be so hyper specific and and yeah yeah exactly and, and i wonder what how many of those are like oh my god you dreamt about the oscars so did i what uh, yeah well i think this this is referring to this the hyper specific okay. as right. opposed to just like uh, you know, similar, similar right. dreams. Um, and then the last one I want to end with is the old sleepwalking. Yeah. Somnambulance. You ever had this? You ever happen? No, I am not a sleepwalker, which is, uh, I, although I, I do occasionally like maybe once every year or two, I'll wake up facing the opposite direction on my bed. Oh yeah. yeah. Uh, maybe that just means I toss around a lot. I don't know, but no, I've, I've never, nope, hmm. not a sleepwalker. Usually in this regard, you're either a sleepwalker or you're not. Right. Uh, I I, will, I was trying to think of as like, God, if I've, I mean, as, as my, my 
my parents or like girlfriends has anyone ever like said hey what did you do why were you running around yeah that's never happened i i've had one instance of it uh and i'm not a a, what you would call a sleepwalker Um, well you are now you are now uh i had one instance in in uh, give me your sound sleeper club card no cutting it up give it to me give it to me don't you don't have to cut it (laughs) (laughs) just run it again run it again (laughs) come on this is a a quick rundown of it when when i was in college i i took a school trip to morocco uh for a class and i basically stayed up from the time I, i flew from the states uh into morocco took a bus up to you know another city in the north of, of the the country and as soon as we checked into the hotel and everything most people went and took a nap i just sort of walked around a little bit because i mean i was like oh, i want to see stuff i ain't gonna sleep i'm david flora that's that's sleep what i said for the week and so many moroccan people looked at me weird when <laughs> i t- told them that uh <laughs> but i i mean to that point i had been up for quite a while i i can't remember you know how long it was i don't even know if it was plus 24 hours or, or might, minus 24 might have been as many as 16 hours <laughs> you're such a pussy but <laughs> but uh everyone would say and then like then it was like oh let's have dinner and then turn in for the night you know and and i think most of us had some time after dinner we we sat around played some cards like yeah. you know did uh, I, it, it happened in another person's room, uh, a friend, friend of mine, you know, we all went to their room and we played cards and then it was like, okay, bedtime. So then I went to bed and the next thing I remember is dreaming that, oh, I've got to go to my friends and, and play cards. We're going to play cards. You know, it's time to play cards. And I woke up about to knock on my friend's door. Wow. And... <laughs> And I, it took me a second, you know, and I, I fully was aware of what was going on. I had dreamed that I got up and walked to my friends to go play cards. But then I realized, wait a minute, this is like, it's like, you know, in the middle of the night, what am I doing? So then I had to find my way back to my room and then I had locked myself out. Yeah. So I had to beat on the door to get my, my, the person, you know, that I was rooming with to, to wake up and open the door for me. And it was, it was crazy. So for me, it was a, a decisive lack of sleep that led to uh, an episode. Yeah. So, you know, you know what, what caused that. I, yeah, I can narrow that down pretty well, but this is a real interesting experience. <laughs> if you ever get the opportunity to um, uh, listen to it, then he made a movie version of it. I don't find it nearly as interesting. It's Master just, of the Universe? Yeah. Uh, the True Story of He-Man. <laughs> no. Uh, Mike Berbiglia's uh, Sleepwalk With right, Me. Right, right. Um, his, his, his stand-up and spoken word stuff is, is much better, I think, than the movie version of it. Um, but it's I mean, he has it just borderline crippling sleep disorders. I mean, he will... He's he jumped out of a second story hotel room window. Um, he has to take heavy sedatives when he goes to sleep. He he zips himself into a sleeping bag and then puts mittens on so he can't operate the zipper in his sleep. Um, you know that guy. And he, he's very funny about it. There's a, a story where he talks about how there's a he keeps seeing a jackal on the bed, and he's like, you know, he's trying to he reaches over and gets his girlfriend. He's like, there's a jackal on the bed. 
And she's like, you're fine. Just go back to bed. And in his joke, he's like, you know, that's, that's how much I trust and love my girlfriend because I turned back over to go back to bed and said, that jackal's going to eat her alive. <laughs> <laughs> Man, that's crazy. So that's, that's going to wrap it up. For yeah, us. that's it. We're probably getting a little long in the tooth. That's all right. Yeah. We got more coming. A little, uh, little long in the tooth. A little, little long in the leg. A little yeah. long in the leg. A little nice in the rack there. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Thanks, Andy Daly. You're terrific. So, uh, <laughs> like we said, man, we we decided to do this one. And yeah. it was it was on the docket, and we we're like, you know, this this if it's be on the docket, we're going to rock it. Oh, Ooh, blurry photos. <laughs> uh, and as soon as we we dug into this one, this was one that was like, oh my, look look at this layer. Mm, this one's chocolate. Oh, this one's peanut butter. This layer's onion. Shit. <laughs> Leave that layer. <laughs> Scrape it off. Anyway, it opened itself up. We're going to do another part to this. It's it's yep. huge. It's fun. It's interesting. We could talk forever and ever about it because nobody knows what's going on. So we can make up whatever new age bullshit we want Ta. to. <laughs> but instead of doing that right now, we're going to make up some new age puns. Pun, 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 puns, 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 Everybody! Jesus, God. I'm taking the pole position on this one. Well, do it. All right. Asshole. There is a theory. Uh, in scientific circles regarding uh, the purpose of dreams, you know, why we have them, um, that what it is is it's, 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 uh, it's preparing you to play old Atari 2600-based video games, and that's, it's called the, uh, the Activision Synthesis Hypothesis. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Nice. Probably going to probably set that up better, but no, I that's didn't. All right. That's all right. Probably no could have regrets. set the Atari Twenty Six Hundred up better. They yeah, didn't. let's see. You live and learn. That's right. You got. Uh, all right, I've got a. Uh, I've got a new Double Dare show. Oh no way! Yeah, with from, Mark Summers. With Mark Summers from Down Under. Whoa, Mark Summers. <laughs> Dan Under. It's called Australian Dream Slime. Crikey! Let's see how many people can pop balloons with a. With their head or their bum. <laughs> grab that flag. Yeah, grab Get up in that nose yeah. and grab that flag. Oh, man. All right. Everybody <laughs> watched a lot of Double Dare. That's awesome. Well done. All right. They've actually proven that uh, some religious beliefs are uh, are actually based on, you know, people have religious visions. That's not uncommon. Hmm. But they're, they're finding that... Um, uh, some religions are actually based on the dream cycle themselves without them really being aware of it. Um, take, for example, the Scientologists. Uh, the entire belief is based on um, visions that were had during the uh, Thetan wave phase. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. Oh, I did it. Yep. And that's where the real lawsuits start showing up. <laughs> I'll round us out. You know, if you ever get your car towed. All the time. It's like it's a nightmare. Yeah, it's like a, it's like it a bad a, dream. It is. It's a waking, living nightmare. It's a living nightmare because they take it to the REM pound. <laughs> nice. 
Um, and awesome. Can you please, uh, listeners, high five us for our enormous amount of restraint in leaving the band REM out of this entirely? Can you please? Please? <laughs> we are professionals. That's right. <laughs> we do not kowtow to. No, no, we do not. The easy peasies. Sometimes we do. Oh, man. But at least we got out of that uh, intact. We got our spine. We've got our listener mail. Follow me. Don't follow me. We got our spine. We got our listener mail. A crash of lightning. And a single dramatic guitar. Signal a very powerful opening to this. Mail the listener. <laughs> My dear sweet Sergeant Garcia. Uh, see? I lay here <coughs> in the desert with a bullet in my chest. I just mean no! Oh, yes. It would go be my final moments. My last thoughts are, as always, <coughs> with you. But, but don't look. I mean, surely the bullet would not have penetrated the pericardial sac. I mean, you are probably just uh, in the pain. <coughs> I write you this missive in which I give to you all that I have in the world. These mini bonds. <laughs> Please, don't look, do not hurt yourself. I will leave without your puns, but you, you want you to leave for the Please, rest Sergeant of Garcia, I haven't much time. <laughs> I, 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 my, my, my bad. It is my bad, don't look. I, I promise not to delay any of the puns you need to tell me on this, what may possibly be your deathbed. Gracias, Sergio Garcia. Yes, yes, please. Let me I grab g- a pen or something, maybe a notepad, uh, a piece of uh, parchment, uh, because this could be your final words. I want to make sure that I get them right. See, si. Gracias. I, you know, I found a voice <laughs> recorder on my iPhone. Maybe that would be the best way, because there's a lot of tone Sergio interaction. Garcia, por favor. <laughs> por favor. I never told you I had an iPhone. We've been riding around on horses in a hacienda. I have a f***ing iPhone. No tengo. Tiempo mucho. Mi amigo. Ah, I give... I give these puns to my burro, Alex Jones. And I hope that he finds his way to you. There are some up-and-coming businesses that are run almost entirely by photographic phenomena. They were recently covered by the premier bi-weekly financial magazine, Forbes. Oh, don't look. Don't look. It's, it's funny because it has the word orbs in it. <laughs> this is a good pun. Now close my eye. Close your eyes, my special child. Not yet. Oh, you are so strong. The very favorite is a software company with humble origins in a garage and brought to life by the CEO, Steve Rods. <laughs> I do not have a third bun for you, as I must reserve my strength. Perhaps I will find some beef. Would a dead cow be disincarnate? See, <laughs> see. Si. Si. Should you find me, bring tequila with love, don't look. 
I will miss you, Don Luke. There you go. Another episode of The Adventures of Don Luke and Sergeant Garcia, <laughs> who apparently has been hiding an iPhone what in the 1800s jerk. all this time. <laughs> what would Santa Anita say? <laughs> okay. All right. Zombie Master's checking into us. Oh, hey, Zombie Hello, Master, master of the, um, the 10,000 endless gaping maws of the undead. <laughs> the endless 10,000. Yeah. Well, I mean, if you start counting, it'll feel endless, but there's just 10,000. But there's probably more than 10,000 zombies, but just only 10,000 of them have gaping maws. I see. Yeah, that's how I paved that over. Uh, Talking about real-time teleportation, Mm. as according to the rules as written in the Marvel uh, universe, which honestly are the only rules any of us care about. Right. Um that I think I think there's a distinction when we said real time teleportation we mean you teleport but it takes you the same time as it would if you'd taken a more conventional means right it's right. just you're just taking a plane but you just leave the plane out of it uh he was talking about um how uh some of the x-men and nightcrawler what's the nightcrawler sound bamf thank you they can teleport themselves into the things or even entire uh vehicles but the vehicle retains its velocity so the minute the you teleport a speeding motorcycle when it shows up where it is it's still hauling ass sure sure parked car boom still parked so if you're gonna teleport set the e-brake first it'll keep (laughs) you from from you know colliding with things Good, good to know. Yeah. So thank you very much, Zombie Master. There's a reason why they trust you and why every four years all the zombies vote for you as their master. <laughs> I thought it was an autonomous collective. <laughs> You're fooling yourself. <laughs> <laughs> We're living in a dictatorship. <laughs> <laughs> oh, neat, bop, neat, neat, bop, zero, zero, one, zero, zero, one, zero, 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 one, zero, 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 one, zero, zero, one. What is this printing out right here? Let me, let me. Let's read this binary real quick. Oh, that's right. It's Johnny Robots. Hello, Meep Morp Johnny Robots. Zorp, zorp. What's Johnny Robots have for us? Well, he has a techno pun. What? Yes, from the distant future where humankind is but a memory. From the the technical wired brain of a robot. So you know it is perfectly efficient, this pun. Uh, Did you guys hear about the new headphones uh, that were meant for fairies? No. Beats by Yates. <laughs> That's awesome. That's pretty good. <laughs> and uh, I, I always enjoy a delicious apology at the end of every pun. Oh, gosh. Oh, Ro- it's funny because Johnny Robots is mimicking human interactions. He does not understand sorrow or regret. Right. Meet more. 0010010001201200100. I throw a two in there. I heard it. I, I was like, a two wait a there. minute. Something. Well, this Life is... Life finds is, a way. That's right. He's got to evolve <laughs> beyond his programming. Thanks, Johnny Robots. Thanks, Johnny Robots. We heard from Mike. Mike, what you got to say to me and my man, Davey? Uh, Mike uh, <laughs> throws us a, a compliment. Oh, thank you. Thinks, uh, thinks we are the modern day Fox and Mulder. Dibs on Mulder. No, wait. Ha ha ha. Wait. They're the same one. Fox Mulder. I wanted to be Scully. I need to be Scully. I, dem- I demand to be Scully. Also, I'll be going home and not coming out of the house for some time. <laughs> well, I, I'll, I'll take it. Whatever. Sweet. Thanks, Obama. Wait a minute. Shit. What? It's a tough call. Do you want to be Scully or Mulder? Because if you're Scully, you're Scully. You just get to go home and not leave the house for a while. <laughs> leave it very vague. But if you're Mulder, all the ladies in the yard come a-running. 
for your milkshake for 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 Mulder's milkshake. Sure, sure. So, boy, it's tough. You know what though, Gillian Anderson, I want you to know that I would forego all the women that like David Duchovny in the whole wide world just for you. Aww. Aww. Let's get back to the real business at hand. Um, Mike. Mike also brings up a, a, a the story of um, Elisa Lam or Lam. Oh yeah, this Did is you... a, this is a creep. This is a creeptacular story. It really is. Um, and I think I think we are going to do an episode on this. We discussed this a while ago and then got sidetracked by you, I don't right know. a train or something. We pro- oh, it was when we tried meth. Remember, like that that six months. <laughs> no, I don't. Well, it's a hell of a drug. It worked. Yeah. Elisa uh, Lamb or Lam, the, it's a real creepy video that you can probably find. We, I think we should cover it. Yeah. This is a very recent thing that happened. Recent? Super creepy. Yeah. Super creepy. So, good idea, Mike. We're with you. Thanks for writing in, Mike. Wait a minute. Oh. Some, something's coming out of the ground. Yeah. Uh, there's 10,000 hands knocking on the door. <laughs> only, only the people with gaping maws are allowed to knock. <laughs> There's a lot of rules in Zombie Town, and the Zombie Master has risen again <laughs> from the earth, like Jesus on Easter. <laughs> He's back. Darkness falls across the land. The funk of forty thousand years. Um, <laughs> He's got puns. Uh oh. Hey uh He just says, "I just want to point to some new candy on the market. Hard to find, but if you do, he's sure you'll enjoy them." Peanut butter cake bites coated in crunchy candy shells. This is my body. This is my blood. Jesus pieces. Whoa. And he's got another one for us. Oh. He's got fruit flavored black and blue fists with strawberry ears that have a bite taken out. Mike and Ike. Oh, I think you mean Mike Tyson and Ike's. Oh. Oh. I like it because he left us to do the last little piece of work on it. Holy feel. Nice. Thanks, Zombie Master. Lana. Lana. Lana! (laughs) That's who we just got a really great email from. That's right. Hey, Lana. Thanks for writing in. Hello and welcome. Lana Lana shares with us that she's getting her master's degree. Good on you. Sweet. Like to know what in, but you don't have to share. Yes, she does. Okay. (laughs) Since she's working on her master's degree, she drinks a lot. Nice. Don't need an excuse, but that's all right. We'll take it. And uh, she's working on. We do a podcast. That's our excuse. (laughs) (laughs) We wake up. That's our (laughs) excuse. Uh, And she said she's been working through our backlog. And doing homework. I don't know how... She's getting her master's. She's better than us. That's, so that's, that's true. That's how she's able to do it. Yeah, you're right. She's done the, her due diligence, telling friends to listen to it. That's oh. the, the most we can ask. And gets hagged. Shut up. That's right. No way. Total, oh. Totally hagged. And and that's a, a good... She She's coined that term. I, I, I love it. Yeah. Um, Y'all getting hagged? She you says know it. it? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> hey, y'all get hacked. <laughs> That's from hey, sleeping on a couch, ain't it? Hey, y'all getting hacked. <laughs> Anybody did, getting hacked right now? Did you just open hee-haw shutters? Yes, I did. <laughs> well done. <laughs> her friend and her, to them, it falls somewhere between the Baba Yaga and the shadow people. Uh, and the both of them have experienced it while sleeping on couches. And for some reason, only on the couch while napping. Haunted couch, dibbit couch. <laughs> 
Mordor, Mordor. <laughs> uh, both of us have experienced sleep paralysis before, she says, but one day I was sleeping on the couch and I, for some reason, thought my friend was there. Uh, I kept seeing her move in the background and I thought she was cleaning. I wasn't in control of my body and it felt like at one point she was grabbing me around the ankles, trying to drag me off the couch, she says. All of a sudden, I woke up and realized no one was there. Ah! Her friend has also felt something strange while sleeping on the couch. One time, she felt something hitting her and just assumed it was her boyfriend. Oh, <laughs> damn a- it, Randy. Quit dick. playing. You big old dick. Stop it. <laughs> Getting real sick of your shit, Randy. <laughs> Randy, <laughs> keep your hands to yourself. Trying to nap. Maybe. And then, uh, <laughs> then she woke up to realize that she was still at work. Ah! <laughs> what? <laughs> this is where we find out that you're a long haul trucker. <laughs> Another time, her body kept moving toward the pillows and she was screaming in her head, thinking she would die by suffocating herself while sleeping like a baby. They call that being hacked. <laughs> Haunted you couch. Call that being hagged. We call it fucking disturbing. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Get rid of that couch. Seriously. Like I. Now am... wait a minute. Now wait a minute. Surely that was one of the couches that got burned on the magnificent run that the Kentucky Wildcats pulled off in the NCAA tournament this year. Surely to goodness that couch no longer exists. Please tell me, Lana, that that couch. Yeah, got burned. Well, you know what? We'll we'll set up a a Kickstarter to get you a couch that was blessed by like priests of like seven different religions. <laughs> You're covered on all bases, That's right? And get this to add to that. Uh huh. Apparently, she woke up the other night and saw someone standing at the end of her bed. She's not saying it's a ghost or a shadow person or anything. It's probably just some lucid dreaming. But she thought she'd share it with us all the same. Jesus. <laughs> Wow. Well, also, she's from Kentucky. That's why I threw that, that yeah. Kentucky in there. So, Way to go, Wildcats. There you go. Uh, and also, because uh, I think I think she brings up a really good point. She what is it? She's going to uh, write a pun on a day when she has had less wine. Not hmm. necessary. No. No. If any, any of our listeners, and particularly you, Lana, are wondering, am I too drunk to pun? The answer then, is no. Then you, you need can, to drink more. Yeah, You can always pun. Punning all the time. All the time. Never stop punning. Aim ABP. ABP. Always be punning. What did you just say? I said aim for the pun hole. <laughs> it's, Damn it, Randy. Now it's our trademark. <laughs> Randy, stop it. Get them hands away. Put them in your own pants. Thank you, Lana. Maybe. <laughs> Thanks, Lana. Thank you so much. You're all magnificent. We do definitely have a little bit of a supplementary to work on. Yep. We got some more. Sorry, I had we'll to skip there. town for a couple of days. Had to lay low for a while in a safe house because <laughs> of my clandestine operations. <laughs> you sound like Kenny Powers now. <laughs> I am Kenny Powers. Okay. Awesome. Go to blurryphotos.org. Find all the links to get to our Facebook page, to our YouTube page, to our StumbleUpon page, to our Twitter. Yep. And, yep. and just go nuts. <laughs> Lose your damn mind, assholes. <laughs> <laughs> Follow, like, subscribe, yep. all that stuff. Yeah. Easy peasy. Uh, one thing I also want to uh, throw into the mix, uh, we've kind of been discussing it a little bit, and I'd like to formally open the submissions on this. We get a ton of great puns. We get a ton of great listener mail. Mundane superpowers. Oh, sure. Currently uh, <laughs> currently being ruled 
at least in my mind, by Pelicanesis. <laughs> and but, Paint and Bob. <laughs> yeah. We've been we've been getting some really great suggestions there. Uh so please, um I, I want I want to hear more mundane superpowers. Those are great. Or not so superpowers. <laughs> <laughs> And don't forget, we've got a donate button on the site. Oh, man. Thank you so much. We have a recurring donator. Wow. Yeah. Amazing. It's like subscribing to us without there being yeah. any, anything extra for your, yeah, your you're just yourself. You're just magnificent. So thank you, everyone it's who's amazing. donated. Thank you. Double platinum gold member. Yeah. <laughs> With a cherry. Double double diamond platinum member. That's right. Unobtainium. Unobtainium. No, wait, wait, wait. That's Blurry Photo's black card membership. <laughs> it's just a just steel card that no one else can have. Thank you guys for listening, and that'll do it for this episode of Blurry Photos. I have been Delta Wave Flora. Way to steal it, ass. You're welcome. <laughs> I'm Dave the Threat Simulation Stecco. <laughs> <sighs> Bye! <laughs> <laughs>